0: hello and welcome to the creative couples podcast where we share stories and insight to support creative work in marriage i'm spencer and i'm frankie and we are your hosts today we're going to be talking about how to make time for creative work time is one of those resources that we're all looking for more of but maybe that's not how we should be thinking about it We're going to talk about that today. But before we do, I have to be honest about something. We're going to be talking about time. Well, our lives have been really busy lately, and so finding time to be recording these episodes is tough, but we knew we wanted to do it, and so we've been making time for it. Uh, This is the second time we've tried to record this episode, because the first time, it was in the evening, I had everything set up, and was plugging things in, and I made the fatal mistake of having an open glass of water in my hand while I was trying to plug in a cable into our mixing board. And you already know how this ends. Uh I just I I don't even know what I tripped on or how, but basically the glass just fell out of my hand on t- straight onto the mixing board. And I turned it over immediately, just trying to get it off of there, grab paper towels. And I was thinking, this is the end. We will not have a podcast. <laughs> it's over. And Frankie jumped in quickly. With a hairdryer. My first thought was maybe we can take off the face of the mixing board. And but of just course, we didn't have a screwdriver out. that fit. We didn't have the right thing. It's always, if you've had this struggle, we even own some of these little screwdrivers that are, they're really small ones that open up computers. So I have like eight to 10 different sizes to choose from and none of them worked. Of course. Frankie was gracious and was like, that's right. We'll just, we'll dry it out, leave it alone. And so she did. She sat there for 20 minutes, probably, and just slowly hair dry. And when my
1: arm got tired, all I thought about was hopefully this is just uh, making the existential crisis that Spencer is going to have further away. Maybe I'm delaying it if I can fix this thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really didn't think that we were getting this thing back. I, w- I went ahead and ordered on Amazon one of the screwdrivers that would fit it. We got it two days later. We just let it sit. We didn't touch it. We didn't do anything else with it because we read online an article, which I'm going to link to that article because honestly, it kind of saved our lives (laughs) of what to do if you do spill liquid. Don't turn it back on mixing board. Do not turn it back on. Leave it off because it's not the liquid and the electronics touching that causes the damage. It's when there's actually power running through it and then it can mess with things. But I made the mistake. I had already turned it on. I had left it on because that's when I realized it was broken because I was trying to plug it in. So I thought for sure it was fried. But we unscrewed it. Whole face took everything apart and let it completely dry out and tried it, I think, three days later. And it worked. And we're using it right now.
1: And the irony of it all is this is uh, an episode about saving time and trying to make time. Sometimes in our effort to save more time, we try and multitask in ways that we should just not,
0: like open containers of liquid and electronics. Yeah, it absolutely came because I'm trying to rush things as usual. I want to quickly get through something to get to the next thing. And it's a reminder that good things take time. Important important things take time. It's good to be smart about it Mm -hmm. and not try to rush through it. So honestly, it's better that it just happened and we got it over with because it was going to happen eventually with my personality. So (laughs) I'm much more careful. Uh, There are no liquids in the room right now as we are recording this. No one has water. So we're just going to dry ourselves out and hope for the best. (laughs) So anyway, let's talk about time and making time for creative work. So first thing to just kind of level set, there are usually two types of people when it comes to time. You either one, have a lot of free time because of the work that you do, or two, you are really busy and you think, I don't have enough time. Now we all have the same amount of time in a day, but generally people fall into one of those two categories because of their work schedule, because of the stage of life that they're in, whether you have more flexibility, less flexibility, but we've both been in both categories in different times in our life. And the three things that we're going to talk about today to make more time for creative work is hopefully going to help both of those categories. So Frankie, as of the last year or so, which of these categories do you normally fall into?
1: Within the last year, I've fallen into the lots of free time category, um, which for me, I have really struggled to prioritize things because I lack the urgency And the drive in seasons where I have a lot of free time Um, right before this past year, I guess, before March of 2020 before the world shut down, I was touring and that has its own schedule that I think a lot of people could have the misconception that like, oh, living on a bus and just driving from place to place like you just do whatever, whenever.
0: And you can do that
1: you could or
0: some could you
1: could um the way i thrive on the road yeah i'm different because i have to have i know that i function better with structure it's great knowing like okay each day i'm gonna end up in a new city and so that's kind of like my daily routine is like i still get up a decent hour i don't sleep in until noon um i usually get up and go for a run with other bandmates and then i know when lunch is i know what time we're gonna have a rehearsal Dinner, it's dependable. I know exactly when it's going to happen. And then I know that we're going to have a show every night. And I know what time the show is and when it ends. And I try to go to bed at a reasonable hour. doesn't always happen. (laughs) But then I know through the night we're driving to a new city and I'm going to do the exact same thing all over again. So any free time that I have during the day is usually spent trying to plan rights, whether that be via Zoom or if I'm actually sometimes I'm writing with uh, the people I tour with. All that to say, once 2020 came to be and um, we were all kind of home, I really struggled. It was really hard for me to try and figure out, okay, now what should I be doing now that I don't have this structure and I just feel like I have endless blocks of time? And it actually made me pretty depressed because I was like, I have nothing to, to work toward, live for, which is so not true and very dramatic, but.
0: Well, and I, I think it's more common than you might think, though, if people have typically been in environments that were structured for them yeah, and then all of a sudden they're not. And that might not even be creative, even if someone just became unemployed because of the pandemic yeah. or the nature of their work is just that they have large blocks of time. They have things they have to get done, right? but there's nobody over their shoulder telling them when they need to do it or what the goal is. And so that structure can create, like you said, Uh, unfortunately, a lack of urgency or drive. Yeah, So, that's one part of it. Because I work a full-time job, I'm often more busy. (laughs) I say busy. My work week is structured for me to where I know minimum 40 to 50 hours a week, I'm probably not going to be working on anything outside of that job. However, I do think it's really important that especially if you want to do creative work to find a job that either you're using some creative skills that come in handy and the other things that you want to do, or that it has the flexibility that allows you to not be completely drained when you come home from work on nights and weekends and still want to do projects. Because I think people find themselves in that category as well. I think that people find that they don't have the energy to do more after they come home from something like that. And so prioritization is really important at that point. And that's what we've learned of making sure that if you want to do something outside of your day job, that's creative, then you've got to make time for it. So these three things have helped both of us. In as in we've, yeah, so as we've kind of been fluid in these categories at different times in our life, sometimes I've been in a job that just completely drained me and I had nothing left. Sometimes you were really busy and didn't want to think about your other, maybe your personal artist things because you had other things at a job that learning someone important. else's songs or yeah, yeah. And so, I think we've both figured out that here are three ways to make more time for creative work.
1: So, the first thing that both of us have found really helpful is being intentional with our time taking even 30 minutes to an hour over the weekend. I know that sounds crazy because the weekend is for chilling out
0: unless you've chilled out all week. Unless,
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) No, I know that might sound just miserable, but it truly does make a difference. If you sit down on a Sunday and just talk through, especially if you're doing creative work with your spouse, like talk through, okay, like what do we need to get done? What are our priorities? What's reasonable? What What are the most important things?
0: It's important that you said what's reasonable because I think a lot of times people may sit down the weekends. I've been in this category where I'm like, I just want to accomplish this yeah, thing. I want to do this. I have this big goal of something I want to do. Yeah. That's not always reasonable. No. What can I do this week?
1: Yeah. Because otherwise you end up spilling water on a mixing board. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> um, and so I think especially with your spouse understanding Outside of just the creative project or the work that you're doing, what do you all have to do outside of that as a couple, as a family? Like, what are the schedules looking like for the week? Getting just a level set at the beginning of your week or the end of your weekend is really helpful in going into it.
1: Yeah, and I know that could sound tedious, but it is very specific of just like, just look at the week. Don't look at the whole month. Don't look at the next three months. This is specifically like, how can we make the most of this week and not make ourselves completely crazy?
0: Yeah. there There's definitely time for the bigger looking at a year out goal setting, months, goal sure. setting, all right. that stuff. It's a different episode for another time, but this is more of like, yeah, what do we need to do this week?
1: I feel like it's a pretty straightforward one. And if we're the only people who are like this, uh, I'll be surprised, but who knows? Maybe we are, but knowing like, okay, we need to get, x thing done this week like this this has to happen that probably means that you can't just veg out on the couch watching netflix every single night yeah and it's i think tempting for both of us spencer comes home and is exhausted
0: well if you've both been working if you've both been working in any capacity during the day but, you know, if you want to get this project done, you've, you're going to have to spend some nights yeah, doing some stuff. Going from one work to your but next work. if you work. don't know that ahead of time, it's going to feel like pulling teeth. Yeah. Because you have to know going into the week, like, okay, maybe Tuesday and Thursday, we need to just eat dinner and then we need to get in the office or yeah, focus in on this thing that we've got to get done. And if you have to decide that that night...
1: It's not going to, it's probably not going to
0: happen. Somebody's not going to be in the mood. Somebody's not going to be into it. But if you've agreed upon it ahead of time, it takes the emotion and the feeling out of it.
1: Well, you're setting an expectation, you know, on that Sunday or Saturday, whenever you decide to have this chat with your spouse that, hey, on Tuesday night, can we do this thing? Like we need to work on this. And so both people can come into that Tuesday night knowing that's gonna be happening and not a text in the middle of the day or a phone call or someone coming home from work and is like, oh, we have to get this done. Because that's probably also gonna cause marital issues. That's yeah. gonna cause a fight. It it and would it, for us yeah, and it it, has it for has. us. Yeah. And
0: that's when it bleeds into going back to earlier stuff we've talked about. Like that's when you start getting into, well, now the relationship's getting in the way. Right. Instead of Treating it like a job, which means I would set a meeting or I would set your coworker coworker, yeah, and say, here's when we need to get this done. And we're all agreeing in the room that this is what we're trying to work toward. Yeah. So those are little things that just help you be more intentional with your time. And I think you just have to treat it like that.
1: And it's overwhelming until you just start it. So you just got to make the decision to do it.
0: Yeah, we've talked about like the importance of just doing the next thing especially in a bigger project or something creative. It can be easy to get into the trap of, well, there's so much that has to get done. Like I just, yeah, it's probably not worth the time. I mean, this podcast, an example of that, like there's so many little steps that have to happen, but momentum is a powerful thing one way or the other, whether you're going away from the creative work or you're moving it forward. And hopefully in this case, you're moving it forward. Just choosing a couple nights a week, an hour or two on the weekend, you'd be surprised what you can get done with really focused work.
1: We'll get back to the episode in just a second, but will you do us a quick favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, there are a few ways you can help support its growth. One, subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening and leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Two, go to our website at thecreativecouples.com and subscribe to our email list. We're dedicated to making it an email you'll look forward to getting when each episode comes out, and it will have extra inspirational content you won't get anywhere else. Three, if you're on Instagram, give us a follow at Creative Couples Podcast. We will link all of this in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Now back to the episode. So, being intentional with your time. Leads into what number two is, and that is having a plan. You can create a plan when you are intentional with your time.
0: This is where goal setting can come in. You've got an overall goal of what you're trying to create or what you're trying to do. What's the plan to get there? Some creative people are like, Ugh, the word plan makes me cringe. It makes
1: me cringe a little bit. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whereas some of us, well, so I even would say like, I like having a plan. I don't like making plans. Yeah. But I know that it's, I know that I'm more successful when I do. Yeah. Okay. If you want to start taking photos professionally, what has to happen? Well, do you know anything about photography yet? No. Maybe a good place to start is how to take better pictures with your iPhone. Yeah. Start watching YouTube videos, start getting out there with your iPhone, figure it out. You like it still after a few weeks. Okay. Maybe it's time to get a camera. Do you have money for that? Figuring that out. What do I do once I get this camera learning that camera itself? And I can tell you somebody who takes pictures semi-professionally, there is an endless world of photography. Like you can never stop learning how to use light. And the moment you introduce new camera equipment, like you got to learn stuff with that. And then what you're shooting matters a whole lot. You can't just be just cause you're good at taking pictures of landscapes. doesn't mean you can take a great picture of a person. Um, so all these different things And I just chose one in particular.
1: Yeah. I mean, as an artist for me, it's like, obviously I want good social media engagement, but that has to be broken down even further. So the most helpful thing that I've started doing is I have a whiteboard and I literally map out two months in advance what my posts are going to be and how many times a week I'm going to post because I actually really don't like social media. It stresses me out. And what I'm finding is, is I waste a lot um, less time. And I don't hate it anywhere near as much if I know like, all right, Monday I'm posting a behind the scenes about uh working on this project, and I can get on, I can post, and I can get off, and don't have to deal with it again until Wednesday, yeah, um, and so that is way less overwhelming to me to just know like, okay, this is how I can work toward better social media engagement because otherwise that's just kind of a broad goal
0: yeah it's very nebulous and i can say having watched you go through both you have used your time way better since you started planning it out because if you don't plan out social media and you're using social media now of course this is personal use do whatever you want i don't care sure but if you're trying to do any kind of business goal or objective or creative objective with social media if you don't have a plan or a schedule you will waste so much time yeah. on social media, either sitting around. What should I do? What should I not do? It's like dedicate a day or a half day to plotting that out ahead of time, researching what's working well, doing all that. It, Cause that's a different mindset than when it comes to actually posting it. And then that makes your job easy. Cause on the days you need to post it, you can just post it and you've got everything done yeah. and then you move on with your day. And
1: it goes into all of life. I mean, down to like, you want to run a marathon Great. Get in the gym and spend a couple of hours fumbling around like a fool.
0: Just hanging out in the gym. Yeah. I (laughs) Uh, mean, there is something to be said for just
1: trying things. Ask a trainer, ask people questions and
0: being in the environment. Yeah. Like don't set out to run a marathon and just like leave out your front door and just go until you can't go anymore. No, that's not going to end well. (laughs) Yeah. You need to very small little goals that you need to do to get to certain milestones. Yeah. No pun intended. (laughs) I mean, that was pretty good. So the other thing with having a plan is making sure that you choose your settings wisely for carrying out those plans. Right. So we've learned this a lot, especially when you both live together. It's like, oh, we can always be working on our creative projects together. Not a good idea. Nope. Uh, (laughs) There should be set times and spaces environments basically where you do certain creative work so i know that our office our little extra room that we have is great when i just need to sit in there and like edit and just knock things out but it is not a great place for coming up with ideas you like to go outside a lot yep Uh, you like to go to coffee shops and it's worth it to kind of for brainstorming if you are e- if you're trying to get something done yep. like something like focused, editing or focused, focused work, work going outside or going to a big open environment probably not a good you're idea. You're just going to watch people. Yeah, it's easily to get <laughs> easy to get distracted. And that leads into the third thing, which is eliminating distractions. The
1: biggest enemy of creative
0: work. Absolutely. So, real practically, I have eliminated basically all notifications from my phone except for calls and texts. And even then I sometimes purposely just leave my phone in the other room and have tried to take control of, I use my phone when I want to use my phone, not when someone or my phone needs my attention (laughs) and, and calls me. And so that's helpful for me in any type of work that I'm doing. It hopefully helps me be more present with people in general, but that's really hard for people to do. I don't think people often realize how addicted they are to their cell phones and to distractions and that, It's very rare to sit for 30 minutes or an hour and just do one thing without distraction, which is actually really bad for focused work. It takes, they've done studies where if you want 30 minutes of really good work, it takes like 15 minutes of focusing on that work before you really get into the flow, if you will, the rhythm. And then if something takes you out of that, it's like starting the clock all over again, 15 minutes again. And so if you're distracted, you are interrupting your flow. Whereas if you can get past that first 15 minutes, whether it's writing something, starting editing, you can't really get the real good work done until you've gotten past that first 15 minutes. Yeah,
1: and and that, I'm guilty of this, but even if I'm at a coffee shop and I feel like I'm actually in the flow and and doing something, let's say 15 minutes goes by and I'm, I've gotten a lot done, well, all of a sudden I'll... Find kind of a natural stopping point. I'm like, oh, I'll check and see how that post is doing on Instagram that I made yesterday. Completely ruins it. And this just, it's such a habit to just pick up my phone and just do that. Even we
0: fill space with our phone. Yeah. And it doesn't even, it's not even just social media. No. You get rid of social media, you'll find something else. I'm
1: probably not the only one that does this either, but meeting a friend for coffee. I can be very present, but the second they get up to go to the bathroom or go order something, I pick up my phone. Yeah, why is it? Why is it so awkward for us to just sit
0: and be? And when it comes to creative work and creative thinking, those spaces are so so important. important. If there's a book I could recommend to people if they want to dig into this subject further about how our minds work, uh, a book that I recently read that a friend gave me called "Mind Management, Not Time Management" by. David Kadavy, I think is how you pronounce his name, K-A-D-A-V-Y. We'll link it in the show notes. It really changed my perspective on how time works and the importance of both eliminating distractions, but understanding how we think in certain environments and that um, there are different mental states that we can be in. It's yeah. it's fascinating. I'm
1: halfway through it now, and I can test that. It, I'm sure we'll have more to say about it in coming episodes, but it is for I think both of us gonna be a pretty big game changer in how we think about even the creative process that sometimes you are just in a different space Uh, and different spaces lend themselves to different types of creative work.
0: Yeah. So to summarize three things that will hopefully help you make more time for creative work is one, being intentional, setting aside time, making little sacrifices that make it easier to get that work done. Two, having a plan not going into something blindly, but really understanding what you're trying to get done and choosing your settings wisely to support that work. And then three, eliminating distractions. Thank you for joining us today and we'll talk to you soon.